When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. episode of Sutton United Talk Time on Podcast. It's Sutton Podcast. I'm your host Mike and joining me on today's panel we've got Mark and Harry. We're going to be talking about this Salford defeat and look forward to the Crawley match next Saturday. Don't forget you can help with costs to support the show with one-off donations or regular subscriptions by joining us on Patreon. If you want to know more look for the supporters page on the website which is suttonpodcast.com or drop me a message by email or at Sutton Podcast on any of the socials. Big thank you to everyone who supported me in the past and an extra big thank you for those who are currently supporting the show. You will have access to the XU's Views uh, interview with Tony Raines this week um, and it'll be at least seven days ahead of general release. I'm glad you've given me your time to listen, can't wait to share the panel's thoughts and we're going to get going. So we're going to start off with the person who's just taken a big gulp of drink. Um, hello Mark, how are Good you? Evening. And what have you I'm been up to? Thanks. What have you been up to since we last spoke, which was I think beginning of December in the Carlisle match? Um, well, I've been to a few games, been to a few pubs, been doing a bit of bird watching, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> And just to remind everyone, Mark, Mark does actual bird watching, not not female watching. He's not being very <laughs> derogatory. He's, he's talking about physical birds. Um, just a little reminder, because we've, we've kind of picked up a few extra listeners um, since I think last time we spoke and last time we've done this. Just a little reminder of who you are and, and your sort of Sutton supporting history. Just a very concise few seconds. 
Shall I go first? Yeah, yeah, just yourself first, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I started following Sutton in the late 80s. My first game was the FA Cup first round match against Aldershot. It was the 14th of November 1987, which Sutton won 3-0. And I've been following Sutton mostly uh, home and, and away um, pretty much since then. And I now do a bit of volunteering in the in the club office on Thursday mornings. Now I'm retired from my, my normal job. Perfect. And for the second week in a row, we've got a debut panellist... I'm delighted to say joining me is Harry. Hiya, Harry. How are you? Hi, mate. You all right? Yeah, very yeah. well. Thank you. So um, you may have heard it. Your first time on the show. We want to know a little bit about you. Um, your Sutton history, essentially, it's who are you? So, yeah, I started going to... So go on, tell us about yourself. I started going to Sutton in 2011 with my dad. Played for the club in youth age groups with them as well. Um, and yeah, never looked back really. Used to go to Arsenal a bit before, but as soon as I started going to Sutton, followed that 10 years of him later, I was still watching Sutton. <laughs> Behave yourself, 10 years of depression. <laughs> you're, after yesterday. you're one of the group. <laughs> well, I can. I think Mark will back me up here. I can tell you, losing a crap game in the Football League is, is far better than yeah. losing a crap game in the Ryman League. <laughs> So yeah, you, you're, those. yeah, you're you're part of the group that I can't help but be jealous of because you've had literally success, 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 and I try and hide it. I think I do very well trying to hide it. Uh, I don't. Um, but what's it been like? I've just been able to watch a team that you know are just on an upward curve. Yeah, I think when I came, when I started watching it, the year or two after Doswell just taken over and promotion a couple of seasons later in National South. Then promoted, obviously, Football League, had the FA in that time. It has just been success, and there's only been one season in the National, really, where I thought there's a chance we could get relegated, but it's been looking forward in a very good state. Mm. Yes, yeah, same as now. I mean, we joke at the start saying, oh, it's depressing yesterday, but yeah. again, this season, it's going to be like, okay, it's, it's fine. <laughs> We're all right. Well, what we'll do is have a little bit of a chat um, about some news before we get into the game. So, a couple of bits around the club. Um, we signed Lee Angold for a, a fee, I think. <laughs> Paid money for a player. Um, what, what, what do we think of that, um, Mark, if we start with you? Well, I think it's pretty clear that we needed to bring in another striker. Though we've had quite a few on our books um, this season, um, they haven't all really cut the mustard. And even the, you know, the preferred front two of um, Omar and Donovan are good enough for this level. Neither is particularly prolific. So I think that felt they had to bring the forward, take a bit of pressure off the others. Um, he was never going to be able to sign a, a player who's a prolific striker because those players are simply out of our reach. So we have to. Um, dig a little bit deeper. Um, I mean, Lee Angles had a number of clubs, but he has played for clubs. He is a proven scorer, but he's not prolific, but he got goals. And, you know, Matt's always said that the goal was to be shared around. So I think, you know, once Lee starts to get a run of games in the team quite soon, uh, I think we will start to see him chipping in. So I think that's a, that's a positive development. Obviously, we've got sent Charlie Kendall back to it looks as if at least one of the other felt you know, a suitable club for. Yeah, and, and Harry, where, where do you see Lee? Do you see him as a, a direct replacement for Donovan, Omar, or a bit of both? Yeah, so when, he, when I saw it, I was very happy with the signing. Obviously, like Mark said, when you get a player of a high calibre, in contrast to Donovan, he's played at the level before. He knows the level, knows the teams, and he's played for a big club, Bradford. will bring, I suppose, confidence in him inside. You know, you've got Bugle as well, who's been around and played for the clubs. There's confidence there. 
Uh, with Kwame coming in in the summer, it looked like an attempted direct replacement for Richie Bennett. But, you know, you saw him in pre-season, he might start the season much. And you sort of got pushed into that Wilson bugle every single game. And it's repetitive. Teams are working it out. The goals aren't coming from there. So to get someone in that will put pressure, I'd imagine mainly on Wilson as a goal scorer and Bugle being a second striker. It will give him the opportunity. I know Bradford fans were also saying the angle played on the left-hand side a little bit more. So if you've now got him in his preferred pin up front, he's going to start scoring the team that likes to put the ball in the box and try and make chances. Yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering, will, will this signing now sort of get Donovan on his toes a little bit and realise there is a bit of actual genuine pressure mm. and we might suddenly see a bit more from Donovan. Although, in fairness, I don't think we pay to Donovan's strengths. I'll be played to our strengths, but Donovan running on that last man, I don't think we necessarily do that so much. Um, but staying with you, Harry, some other good news in five contracts were extended. Um, I know Rob didn't look overly pleased with AB's video. Um, his face was like, I'd rather be anywhere in the world <laughs> and probably wouldn't have signed if he knew that was happening. Um, but how, how do you feel about the uh, the five contract extensions? I mean, obviously the big talking point is Goodliff. That's a player, young player who's done very well. If he does stay away, you can keep him injury free. Whether he carries on playing for Sutton for a few more years or not, if he does go in the summer, you're going to get a good fee for him. How long was the contract? 18 months or so to the end of next season? Uh, yeah. I think it's to the end of next season. Yeah. yeah, so 18, 18 months, months yeah, more or less. Yeah, so if he, if he does go, you've secured money for him, which is great. And to have a back line now, your four starters have all signed because they're going to get used to playing with each other. Eastie's obviously happy where he is. He's had off from other clubs and he's turned those down, so he's happy. And if you're building that squad and gelling them together over time, it can only be positive. Absolutely. And Mark, your thoughts on the five extensions? Yeah, obviously good news. I mean, those five players are all stalwarts at the club, some of them more than others, but some you've got before, before defenders plus Craig, who's sort of often a holding builder. So we basically got a defensive structure that we've got this season in place for next season. That can't be a bad thing. Um, I imagine Matt will want to you know, get a few forward playing duels uh, signed up as well or this season's out. So with a bit of luck, what news about those in the next few months? Yeah, I suspect such a big thing was made about the five signings to encourage some of the others yeah, to yeah. put a little bit of pressure on them to, to just mm -hmm. sign it. Um, I don't think he's going to get caught out with that whole Dean situation again, where he kind of, as far as we're concerned, it was all done and dusted, but then out of mm. the blue, something else came up. Again, yeah. I'd do it. So no, no disrespect to Dino, I'd be off like a shot. Um, <clears throat> but onto the game, um, what were the initial thoughts at the lineup? Um, obviously, the the main highlight, if you like, is uh, the change of goalkeepers. But other than that, it was an unchanged side. So Mark, what were your sort of thoughts at the lineup and your initial thoughts? What was going to happen in the game? Well, I, I think it was fairly clear that the lineup we had, the starting eleven, both against Wimbledon and Tranmere, was probably Matt's strongest preferred starting eleven. So it was no surprise that, with the exception of the goalkeepers that started uh, yesterday, um, I don't think as a team they they played nearly as well as in in the two previous games. I wasn't at a Tranmere who played well for quite a long stretch and obviously well against them. So um, that, that, that clearly is a, a good set of outfield players, but they weren't, weren't quite up to the same standard yesterday. And to be fair, Salford are a good side, um, really a better side. Than, they looked a better side than when they came to our place back in September it was. Um, so, you know, we needed to play pretty well to get something and we were afraid of the par. And um, Harry, what were you thinking ahead of the game when you saw the lineup? 
Uh, yeah, obviously the main concern being keep a change, but there's not too much you can really think into that. In this day, you can blind it and can't preempt how that's going to go. Obviously, we've signed him from Swindon, so you'd expect to have confidence in him anyway. To me, having Enzio in the squad a few games was slightly concerning, but obviously if Dave's not up to fitness yet, then there's not much he can do until next week. Dave, can, he made a massive impact on yesterday, so... Mm. So what, what were you thinking before the game? Were you hoping for a, a, a win, expecting a draw, expecting nothing? I was relatively confident going in. Um, I know we've had games where we've liked to play long ball football, pitch in a state which was Sunday league at best. I thought we'd go out and we'd play long ball football. And we didn't. <laughs> so I think that's the first time in the season we've got the ball down and played and it didn't really work. Um, yeah, men- mention the pitch. Um, you've, you've got to praise the, the ground staff for, for taking whatever precautions to get the game on because almost up until kickoff, I was convinced there's going to be a call and I was like, I can't believe they've made them travel all the way up there to get a game going to be called off when we knew what the weather would be like. Um, Matt also praised the referee for sort of letting the match go ahead. Um, what... what how do you think it affected the game? Did it affect one team more than the other? I know you've mentioned that we bizarrely decided to play it on the deck. Um, but, uh, Mark, what, do you, what did you think? Did it give either team an advantage or was it just fair enough for both? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, it's all for the home side, so they're familiar with more so. They had given them a bit of an edge. But, I mean, the conditions were quite difficult for both sides. It's a heavy pitch. There was a gusty wind, which saw for the first half in the second. And there were some, some quite heavy, sort of squally showers during the game. But there was a, an area of the pitch quite near the centre circle. Obviously, it was a matter of concern. The referee, after the first heavy shower, went over and he stopped playing, went over and tested it. And he seemed content. It wasn't sufficiently boggy for the game to abandon. So the game continued. It went... Um, but yeah, it wasn't a pitch or a set of weather conditions conducive to great football. But I just think Salford were a little bit more, bit more up from the day and say, arguably mastered the conditions a bit better than. And Harry, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I think Mark touched on it briefly. We all knew that the pitch was going to be iffy when we went into the game. You can only prepare for that as much as possible. We have one of the better pitches in the league. We know that. The work we've done on our home pitch has made it to a state where we can play the football we want to play. Down. But going there, Salford notoriously having a poor pitch are obviously going to get used to that. To me, the wind was probably just as big a factor. Every time we had a goal kick in the first half, it would be blowing straight back towards us and it just allowed constant pressure. In fact, we had still had chances to get out and go on the attack. Showed that we weren't playing too badly. You know, in contrast to the second half, it was just constant pressure because Salford could not get out and, mm-hmm. yeah, just didn't take the chance. Well, Matt, Matt kind of mentioned a bit, bit of that touching out in the interview saying that when we went the goal down, um, he was quite pleased with our, our reaction to it. Um, you guys were both there. Um, what what was did that feel like? Did it did it feel different when we've gone a goal down in sort of a few months ago? Um, start with you, Harry. Yeah, I think we reacted well. We sort of grew into the game a little bit better than you know a lot of time we concede and then we slow it right down until we don't concede again. It felt like we actually went out to try and get an equaliser straight away rather than sitting back a little bit more and making sure it only stays 1-0. Obviously, with conditions like that, you're aware that you can get through to half-time at 1-0. In the second half, you have the advantage you can go for it a little bit better then. So I, I was surprised that we went for it and didn't just sort of sit back. But yeah, no, it, it was a positive reaction. Mark? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, their first goal, I think, was nine minutes. So if you go behind that early in the game, you know you've got you know, 80 or so minutes left to get back into the game. So I don't think Ed's dropped, but there was still a feeling that at that very early stage, we could get back into the game. We did have some attacks um, first half, but, but the first 10 minutes were pretty much end-to-end. They seemed to make a bit more of their pressure. Um, I think the, the timing of the second goal not put us back quite a bit. It was half-time, of course, and it was a result of a, of a goalkeeping error, isn't it? So once you go 2-0 down away from home, you've always got goals up against it in the second. Um, but, but we did make a real go of it in the second. Couldn't get that goal back. That was actually going to be my next, my next point, the timing yeah. of, of the second goal. Um, Harry, what was, what was your thoughts when that kind of... When it, we'll move on to the actual goal itself, but the timing of it. Yeah, I mean, it really does kill you. Anything you've prepared to say to the players at half-time is suddenly blown straight out of the window because you have to change everything you say and your game plan for the first 10 minutes of the second half is now complete. I did notice as well, at half-time, the Salford subs stayed out. Matt had every single player, subs, man starters in the changing room for the first five minutes of half-time. So he spoke to everyone. In contrast, half-time, you leave the subs out to walk on their own. And mm-hmm. um, so the goal, uh, as, as Mark's already said, it seems to be an error. Um, I like Lewis. Lewis has got everything I want to be from a goalkeeper. He's big. He can kick with both feet. He does. He's on paper everything you want, but he does have this tendency to, to punch or slap at the ball when you could perhaps catch it or even attempt to catch it and. Harry, I know you're qualified. Um, had he attempted to catch that and then the defender come in on him, that would have been a free kick, surely? Yeah, it's safe. You're always going to give the free kick. Use a bit of common sense. You'd rather disallow a goal and people forget about it than everyone remembers that goal later down the line. It's just, to me, very yeah. poor and lazy. Like, if you, you have to try and catch that, you're protected enough that you can go for that. And if the commitment isn't there, then there's no real hope. Yeah, I mean, it's happened before, and I've, I've, I've bemoaned the luck a little bit before, um, Mark, I think with you as well, where he's he's punched the ball out and it's just dropped straight at the feet of a striker. Um, and it's like, is it getting to the stage of beyond luck now? Um, I mean, what, what, are, what are your thoughts I mean, on, on the goalkeeper situation? Because to me, it seems like Jack is clearly number one. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think it's clear that Lewis is a second-choice keeper. Obviously, he has the physique, very tall, he is an asset in that, that second. But I think it, it, it can also be a hindrance. There have been a couple of times this season where he's been a bit slow to get down to a, a low ball struck at corner, and that was what their first goal was yesterday. I mean, it was a decent decent strike, but I think if we'd had Bizarreness or even Rose in goal, one of those might, might have got to it. Um, but Lewis just couldn't get down quickly enough, you know, down. The second goal, um, the ball was cut back from the byline, so it was a high looping there, difficult. But if in doubt, you know, you just punch it out for a, for a for if you're not sure you can get it clear, tip it over the bar. And he didn't attempt to do that. He didn't get any, any force on it, did it straight down. It landed more or less at the feet of their striker, who had a pretty much a tap in from about 10 yards out. So it was a very poor goal to concede. To be fair to Lewis, he, he did make a good save before their first goal after only a few minutes, and he beat out their shot. Um, so yeah, he didn't. He didn't have a, a totally bad. But he was certainly at that second. Yeah. So I, I sort of asked for a bit of feedback, and the one the one thing I had people come back to me was Gabriel saying, um, "I can't believe we paid for him." Um, <laughs> and I'm wondering, does that have have an effect on the, our viewpoint? Because I, I I can imagine if Brad was in goal and Brad did the same, 
I just feel that we'd be far more forgiving of Brad. Um, obviously, I don't know because we're not in that same situation. But Harry, Harry, do you, do you kind of feel the same that if Brad was there, we're a little bit more forgiving of his mistakes? I mean, he was brought in as a challenge for Jack Rose, and Matt made it pretty clear straight away that one of them was going to be they were going to be fighting for first choice, and he'll see how it plays out. Jack Rose obviously took the took it upon himself and became number one, which pushed Lewis Ward out. He then gets his chance to reinstate himself, but it just seems like constant mistakes. And I think when you've paid for a player, your expectations will naturally be higher. And it does leave you thinking, you've got Philip on loan at Merstrom, you've got Brad's recalled from Haven. Are these players ever actually going to get a chance? Because if you paid for a player, you're not going to, you're going to prioritise them. But I fundamentally think he's not good mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. I remember, Mike, you, you talked to one of the Swindon fans, I think it was last season, mm -hmm. um, I think possibly after Lewis announced was coming to us and the, the Swindon guy said he, you know, he, he, he thought Lewis was definitely their second best key, although he had, yeah, he, he made some ability saying the player and he, he didn't seem to rate Lewis Ward. So what I find quite odd is that the two of them apparently car share uh, and they're really, oh, right. they're, they're, they're really good friends, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> uh, but, so... So moving on a little bit, um, how do you think the subs affected the game? I know uh, everyone's favourite, Tope, came on and caused havoc almost straight away. Um, Mark, we'll start with you. What, what did you think of uh, Tope and, and Dave at first? We, we definitely looked a bit better, a bit a bit more of a threat when um, Tope and, uh, and David were NZI. Um, I mean, Tope won the penalty I mean, and the ref thought about it for a second or so. He decided to convert it, as we know. Uh, and David looked good as well. He, he's not quite back to his former sharpness, but you, you could certainly see um, signs of, you know, like the old David that was getting down beating for crossing. Um, so I don't think he's too far off for his best. He's obviously enjoying being back. So those two players did, did make a difference, but obviously not enough of a difference for us to get back into it. So, um, I mean, a couple of other players did come on very late, Josh and Harry, but that wasn't until around about the 87th minute, yeah. so they did have much time to act. Yeah, and, and Killian as well, very, very Yeah, about very 90th late. minute, yeah. I think, yeah. 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 Um, Harry, Harry, how did you think the subs did when they came on? Um, I think, as we mentioned earlier, I have only been watching our sort of golden era. I think that's naturally made my expectations slightly higher, because I'm more of let's strive for more, but we've, we're the best we've ever been. And... It leaves me thinking, with how Tope does every time he comes on, what does he have to do to start? Because he's come on, he's won a penalty, he's got defenders on ropes. Wilson's been poor for a few games. And at some point, you have to put the pressure on. I know the new signing will do that, but I think Tope's got to start a game. He's got to give him another chance. Adjaboy, brilliant when he came on, changed the game, made chances, got the ball in the box. Unfortunately, again, we weren't conversing the chances. Josh looked good when he came on, but a little bit reluctant to put the ball into the box. And I think in the 85th minute, defenders are always going to be slightly more panicked than usual. Just put the ball in the box and hope, because at one point, it will drop down to someone who can have a shot. And yeah, Harry Killian mm -hmm. did have massive opportunities and really played through the moon too. Yeah. Cool. So you mentioned the penalty miss. Do we think that we could have nicked something from it when if that penalty had got? I mean, Mr. Reliable... Um, I think he went the opposite direction to normal and uh, mm. the keeper saved it. It wasn't a miss, the keeper saved it. Um, yeah. But do we think we would have nicked something out of it had that gone in? Would the momentum have shifted that much? I think Matt felt that, judging from what you said in his post-match interview. Obviously, if you get a goal back, back to 2-1, that's going to give you a lift. Mm -hmm. If you've got, what, 20 minutes to go, um, there's enough time to get at least one more goal. 
So I think if, if we had got it back to 2-1, we probably would have finished a bit more strongly than we did. Whether we'd have actually got another goal, never know, we can't say. But it certainly would have the team. Harry? I'd go out there and confidently say if that penalty went in, because Salford didn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> All second half, didn't have a chance. All second half, created nothing. We were on top and we just didn't have that confidence to score. There was times the ball was falling to our players 25 yards out and it was, let's try and play a short pass out wide. Just have a shot. And if you scored that goal, you've now got the confidence. As in fairness to Milsom, you put every penalty across your body to the top right, and you now go bottom left, and it's saved. You expect the keeper to go the other one. You suppose you can't really blame it. I don't think yeah. it was a poor penalty. You hit it with enough power. The keeper's just got down very well. Mm. Yeah, no, it's because I mean, you mentioned the take a shot. It's, it's definitely something that we bemoan sitting on the curve when um, at home, and um, Ali did last week, and. You took a ticket. You got. You won the lottery. You scored with the keeper just palming it into the net. But um, but how, how do we feel now? That kind of we're fourteenth now. Although pessimistic Mike, with everyone winning their games in hand around us, would be seventeenth. Um, we're only four points from the playoff. But again, we've played more than everyone else. How are we feeling about the remainder of the season, Mark? Mark, you made a, a point on Amber Planet about the teams that we've got left to play. Um, so it's none of the top six, I don't think. Um, but right, how, yeah. how are you feeling about the rest of the season? Are we going to do this push for the playoffs? Um, I think a lot depends on the way form. We've got to obviously keep the home form going. The home form's been pretty good. We've won eight games and we lost three. So if we can keep the home form going, that gives us a good platform. And certainly as well for relegation scrap. But our away form's not been great. I think one two. Um, but we are playing away at four of the six, four of the six bottom clubs between now and the end of the season. We've got some coming up, Harrogate, Hartnett. Newport, I think, just outside the bottom six. So that's another one. Then late in the season, you've got Colchester and Rochdale. Colchester are showing signs of months. They've signed some new players. So they might be a trickier prospect later in the season. But I think, you know, we need to be looking at picking up some away wins as well as maintaining the hope. If we can do that, then the playoffs still a bit of a push, but not out of the question. And Harry, what do you think? I'm, I'm fairly confident we will get up into that playoff fight, whether we make it or not. We saw teams like Bristol Rovers last year went over the season and made it. We have lower down clubs to play away, which is always going to be a benefit compared to the start of the season when we're going to be like that at Wolverhampton, Nidge. And with Gillingham spending the money they have, and you would now expect them to be getting results, if they're playing the sides that are in around us, and we've played them twice, so we haven't got to worry about it. If they go and nick a few points against the other teams, it's points where we're now starting to gain a little bit more. I think well out of relegation mm -hmm. scrap. Rochdale, Crawley, Hartley pull down there. I think two of those three that go, unless it goes horrendously wrong, a lot of money. Yeah, the players have, they've got good players and they've got to chill. Um, right, so we're going to wrap up on yesterday. Um, Harry, I don't think I prepared you for this, um, but we ask for your player of the day. So we ask for two nominations each. So in a second, I just want you to give us your first nomination. Now watch me do my dance, I'm the player of the day. Go on, Harry, who's, who's your first choice for player of the day? It can be any reason you like. It doesn't have to be man of the match. It can be whatever you want. Top of the Hunsi because he changed the game in the time that he came on. Perfect. We'll do him for your first one. Mark, your first one. Well, I'm going to go for the other substitute you came on with, with uh, Top A and um, David. Perfect. Now a bit harder. Harry, your second one. <laughs> You've absolutely killed me here. Um, <laughs> oh, I haven't got a clue. Um, Ali Smith, solid as always, really. And Ali? Perfect. Um, he got, I think he, last week he got the, the first time ever 100% on all the on the votes when he was yeah. stuffing it up. It's like, oh, this is pointless. Um, and Mark, your second. 
Yeah, I mean, none of the starting 11, I think, had a particularly great game. But if I had to pick one, I'd go for you know, Mr. Reliable. Well, not Rob Nelson this time, but Craig Eastmond. Uh, I think the midfield was probably the best part of our game yesterday. And he, I don't, but he did pick up a yellow card, I think, late in the game. Mm-hmm. But apart, I don't think he did anything wrong. He was one of our more reliable, consistent players through the game yesterday. Yeah, I did wonder if um, Matt's decision to sub Omar uh, so late was because he didn't kick up a yellow card until like, really, really late in the game. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. had he done that in the 60th minute, probably Killian would have come on earlier. But um, we'll see. Right. Stephen is waiting very, very patiently, but before we get on to Crawley, um, very, very quick chat. Um, any thoughts about Walton and Hersham match? I know it's going to be a fairly strong lineup. We we seem to think um, five pound a ticket. If that encourages anyone to go along, it won't encourage me because I don't like the Surrey Cup. Um, but Harry, um, what 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 do you think about the, uh, the the Surrey Cup match with Walton? Any thoughts? Interested in it? Um, give Leangle a chance. Give Dave a chance. I don't think Walton are going to be aggressively going for it when they're sat quite high in the Ishmael and their focus is obviously going to be the league. You've got a chance to have a glorified friendly with a bit of silverware online. It's always good to go out and build confidence. But if you can work a few players together and start working on routines in corners, free kicks, link the new signings up, just build something from it. So imagine go strong, go for the win, but don't push anything too hard. That's going to be detrimental Saturdays. Absolutely. And, and Mark, I think we're still tied on 16 with Dulwich. So do, do we want <laughs> to go for behind Dulwich. Oh, are we? I, I don't know. I don't really pay much attention. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, Matt said he's going to give some of the first teamers some game time. Um, he didn't in the last round because the squad was so stretched. He didn't want to risk any injuries. But uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll see some of those those fringe first team players um, starting or maybe King on the sub. Possibly we'll see Lee Angle, players like David and Tobley will start. Um, I was looking at the table, the, the Isthmian South Central, it is. Um, Merston, who we beat in the last round with an academy side, but third bottom, whereas Harry said, Walker Hersham currently third. So same level, but much higher at the table. So there will be a stronger a stronger side, but obviously we've got them at home will help us. So, yeah. you know, um, I, I don't think anybody's going to be heartbroken if you go out of the Surrey Senior, but um, good chance of progressing. For them. Yeah, and as long as no one pulls a Philip like last year, where... He plays the match and goes, oh, yeah, I think yeah, I might have played yeah. in an earlier round, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Never going to forgive him for that. Um, right, so we will move on to the Crawley Town match. Waiting very, very patiently. Thank you very much, is Stephen. <laughs> Hi, Stephen. How are you? Yeah, yeah, all fine, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. I mean, we spoke last time and you made a little bit of a throwaway comment, which is going to come back to haunt you, and you knew it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um you stopped supporting Premier League sides because you didn't like the soap opera. Um, I mocked you at the time and things got worse or better, depending on your, your viewpoint of viewing figures. Um, how's it been in the last few weeks? Oh, I mean, God. you're still talking to people. <laughs> um, well, I think, to be honest, it is, it, as you said about it, it has been. It has been a soap opera with all the, with all the stuff going on behind the scenes since... Well, since if like since that game or Boxing Day, we'd think um, you think about how um, well you think about how there were. I think there were about five days in a row when there when there was a club statement coming out, and then <laughs> yeah, and then every angle of that corner flag, <laughs> all possible angles, and also like 
I, I mean, obviously, I, I did kind of know. I, I did know about the thing with Nichols for quite for a few weeks because of in, because of the inside stuff I'd heard. So I did. I had known for a bit he was going, but then obviously I didn't expect the manager to uh, to then walk out after just three games, and um, which was I mean, I mean that that when that happens, that does show there's something something quite bad going on behind the scenes, and then also the. Also, the the time I, the, I think the day after that, when I then when when I was up in I, I was up in London on the fam, family um, thing because it was a it was a Christmas present for someone in my family, and then um, looked at my phone and I saw oh the uh, the the owners going in the dugout for the game to, for the game this evening, and I just thought oh, God, what, what on earth is going on? But, um, yeah, well, but at least we at least we have a new manager in place now. That's all sorted. But hopefully, fingers crossed that there'll be a little there'll be a little bit more positive news this this week in terms of new players being brought in. So mm. yeah, but it's still so, it's a mess though. Let's be. I think that's putting it mildly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously we all understand football. The whole thing of going in the dugout is just entirely insane. Um, but being generous. He probably just wanted to know what the hell goes on and how it all works and didn't realise how much no. it causes a bit of a problem. Um, as far as I... Yeah, well, how do you feel if you had it where you're... Um, imagine if your club, if your manager left and then all of a sudden your chairman decided he fancied having a go at sitting in the dugout for a league game. What would you think? <laughs> I think we said it to you last time, Bruce... Um, Bruce wouldn't do that. Bruce didn't really want to go on the pitch when we beat Wigan and got to Wembley for the first time in, un, under his um, stewardship. Um, so yeah, it, it's, yeah, it wouldn't work. Um, our, our team are very, uh, very staid and proper. They, they wouldn't do anything like that. No. Um, but so the season, I'd normally ask, what's the highs and lows? Um, what's the lows and not so lows so far? <laughs> <laughs> What's the least low moment you've had? Um, well, obviously the league cup, the league cup run was was pretty good. Good, obviously, and beat beat two teams from high divisions, and that was, I think, that was two out of three games that Kevin Betsy managed to win during his periods there. And then, um, to be honest, I thought the whole period, like the first couple of weeks when Lewis Young was in interim charge, that went. That was all right as well, and I think that it's probably just that time why we're not why we're not in the bottom two at the moment. But um, but no, I mean as for the lows, I think I, I can think a few like well the lot Kevin Betts's last match at Grimsby when that that game just sums summed his tenure up really, and then um, I could say probably the Hartlepool match last month uh, when I was sat there free uh, below freezing temperatures and then went. And then, uh, and then had it where one of our own defenders heads it into his own net, like um, Didier Drogba or Romelu Lukaku would have done, would have done in their prime. So um, I think when that happens, you've just got to think, oh, it's just. But, but I mean, but to be honest, those are minor considering some of the things that have happened off the yeah. pitch. Like I don't know if you read about the um, when the director of the football accidentally transfer listed the entire squad, yes. and yeah. he said, and he said it was obviously about well, his excuse was how he was messing around with software and all that. But yeah. um, I just don't understand how <laughs> how 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 you can be so um, incompetent yeah. really to be able to do that and. Um, 
Uh, and also where there was that there was that Twitter rant as well that a uh, few weeks just before New Year's Eve when that that was incredible too. What one was that? Sorry. So one of the um, one of the co-chairmen when he put a so I think it was just it was a day after um, Everington walked, and then he put a, did this thing. Uh, he's deleted it since because, probably because of the right. reaction, but he. But basically, he just kept ranting away about how um, it was something to do, like we said, about how, oh, yeah, he got rid of Lewis Young because uh, because of the shooting stats. Like not, not Yeah, something to do. And then yeah. also he also he gave away some information that probably shouldn't probably shouldn't have been made. Like, there, I think he probably shouldn't have said as well. Like, there probably was some legal stuff that he gave away too. And um, and it all it led, and in the end, but it all it did, it just led to loads more speculation and sort of people people discussing. Oh, have certain players have they been have they been sacked or have they had a lot? Was one player left? Did one player leave because of what happened with? You know the manager, who, the former manager, who who um, has he obviously has been banned from all football last week now. But um, yeah. but I think um, but no, but it is it is a uh, very concerning time at the moment to be honest. But um, you just got just got hope hope that the new guy that he um, comes in, he does bring a bit of sanity back, and also that he could get he can bring in a good he can find a few good players in the market as well because I do think we do. We do definitely need to invest in a couple of areas. And all those lows mentioned, and you didn't mention the corner routine against us. That, oh, well, the one that went viral on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were quite pleased because normally when those clips go out, it's normally a goalkeeper scoring against us or something. So we're like, yeah, that's grand. Let's have that. And well, so, Harry, what do you what do you think of the game on Saturday? I know it's a week away, um, but how do you think it's going to go? Do we need to just assert ourselves early, stamp out any shoots of recovery. I would like to, well, I mean, if we touch on Tuesday, I'd like to see Dave get 60 Tuesday and Dave hopefully get 80 against Crawley. Go out there, first 10 minutes, mm-hmm. put them under pressure, just get an early goal, put a little bit of, unsettle them, panic them, and from then it should just open the game up a little bit more. I know when you're playing a side low down, Crawley's situation, if you let them get into the game and build confidence, you're then going to be the team panicked and unsettled. So you've really got to get out there and get something nice and early, really impose yourself. Yeah, and, and Mark, are you, are you nervous about the new, the new manager bounce? I mean, Crawley have had, I think, four managers now. So um, It's interesting that uh, Scott Lindsay left Swindon in the first game after he gone. They won 5-0, beat Grimsby yesterday. So <laughs> I don't quite know what that says. Um, but, you know, I, I get the impression that, you know, um, Crawley are still in something of a state of disarray and they may or may not get back together with the season. But I still think this is quite a good time to play them. Um, so, you know, cautiously optimistic a win on Saturday. Lovely. Stephen, what, what, do you, what do you think? What do you hope? Um, I, I think I'll be I'll be very happy with a draw to be honest because although um, I don't we haven't won a game away all season so a win I mean a win would be absolutely brilliant but I think looking at it realistic I would take a draw and then but you never know you might have the new the new manager bounce and all that and also he has been given more time to put his ideas across because the fact yesterday's match got called off so yeah. um, we'll see and well, I think also is if we if we do manage to get some get a couple of new players in that might help a little bit but um, 
but no, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think it's always quite a tricky place to go up there, and uh, the record, uh, the recent record, has been pretty bad against Sutton, as I'm sure you all know. Like last couple of seasons, so. Um, you say the recent record. I don't think there's any sort of record of note apart from the last few years because we never used to play each other that much. But Mark, correct me. I think only in, in the old friendly or, or cup competition. Yeah. Um, I don't think we, we've ever met competition before last season. Yeah. And so this is like the first sort of Saturday game that we're going to sort of have with you not being so far away. And obviously there's a, a lot of unrest. So potentially are people staying away or do you think there's going to be um, a lot of support? I think there will be quite a lot of away fans coming up, partly because because the fact is very close, and also I think a lot of I do think that a lot of people are more like they they're not angry at the team or anything like that. It's just all that they're not they're not very happy with with the um, the boards and the man the um, well the management is say more the higher up management, not necessarily the um, not necessarily the new manager because he's he's literally only just come in. But um, I think it, I think we have to see what happens. Um, I mean, it might be that if we get a couple of new new players signed before then, then there might be a little bit more positivity back. But, um, but yeah, it's not not it's a pretty um, toxic atmosphere at the moment. Let's be honest. So sorry, can I yeah, there was some with a question for Stephen. Yeah. As a Crawley fan, mm-hmm. do you find, you said obviously the atmosphere isn't negative against the players, do you not think that the players should have a lot of responsibility given the money you spend, ability of the players that you have, it's not necessarily the owners? Um, are you mean, are you thinking about players like Dominic Telford, for instance? You got, or, yeah, um, you've, got, you've got players of ability and performing, surely they hold some kind I think with... With ones at Telford, I mean, he has started to turn a little bit of a corner the last couple of games. He scored three goals, I think, in the last two. And um, to be fair, I think I think he has kind of stepped up a little bit, especially with the amount of turmoil going on behind the scenes last couple of games. But um, I'll say probably the main reasons that the mid the midfield is just like it's happened the last few the last couple of years few seasons where the midfield has been the the link the the weak link really and I think it's become a lot more evident this term as well like Telford just hasn't really had the service at all to be able to play to his strengths but there's also been I mean we have also had quite a few uh, injuries to um, our better players lately which really hasn't helped either so hopefully I mean fingers crossed we might get a couple of them back by this game but um but there's that and then but I do think so I mean there's there's been uh three senior players who who were dropped from the last two from the last two fixtures um we don't know exactly why that is or whether they will be coming back but um I think, to be honest with you, I'm not sure whether there will be... I think, to be honest, they're ones that I feel we can probably replace quite easily because like, especially uh, Tony Craig and Jake Hessenthaler, they've not been good enough all season, to be to be honest. So, Well, that's actually about does it. Um, we've kind of explored everything we need to explore. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for um, all your time, guys. Uh, don't forget, you can let us know on any of the socials at Sutton Postcard. Uh, Sutton Postcard? Wow, that's a new one. Sutton Podcast. Um, every comment, like and share is really appreciated, but don't do the postcard thing. I don't know what the hell that was. Um, subscribe to the podcast on any of your platforms. Um, if you don't find it on the platform you prefer, do let me know and I'll sort of try and work out how to get it on there. Next time, I'm going to be joined by Neil, Will and Josh, hopefully. 
Thank you to the panel today, Harry, Mark and Stephen. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Thank you for your time. And we will see you all next time. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Mike. Right. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.